This is Bantam's Banter with Tom and Dom. The official podcast of Bradford City FC. For more information, visit www.bradfordcityfc.co.uk or www.tomanddomshow.co.uk Radioactivity you'll love being exposed to. Back of the net. Right, the players are out. This is it. Good start, I'll just talk over you next time. It's City versus Port Vale. Come on the Bantams. Not very busy, is it, Dom, in the stadium today? No, but the press box is full of recognisable faces. It is. We've got Michael Flynn. We've got Paul Jewell. We've got Dean Windass. We've got Ian Armoroid. We've got Terry Dolan. We've got John Hendry. Wow, that's it. Hang on, we could, pick, we could have a fireside team here, a killer fireside team. Yeah. I'll be up front. I'll be in there. You and Sticks up front, Jagger at back. The thinnest striker partnership in the country. Yeah. We need a fat player to play to wait it out. That, that guy definitely looks like Harry Redknapp. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> a, he's a Harry Redknapp look like in the summer stand for definitely. We're about to kick off, there's a few slappers on the pitch. Just getting the picture <laughs> taken. <laughs> they always dollop, don't they, for the sponsorship. Come on, let's just get on with the game. Sometimes I think they forget that it's a Division 3 <laughs> fixture against Port Vale. It's like they're lining up for a Primark advert. <laughs> Isn't it? Put my neck, turquoise shirt, odd one out or what? He's got a turquoise shirt and a turquoise tie. You never do that combo, do you? It, I bet he works for, like, Wrigley's Extra chewing gum. I'm promoting the Spearmint brand. Right, come on, City, let's see if we can pick it up. Come on, the lads. Hi, this is Jim McCormick. You're listening to Bantam's Banter with Tom and Dom. This is Bantam's Banter with me, Dom Newton-Collinge. Me, Tom Fletcher. Oh. Uh. Is it, is it actually worth doing this? Is this, re- is this really happening? How's about we, how's about we try, uh, you know, winning a game, lads? <laughs> Please, give us some material. We'd love to have a really exciting, upbeat show. Uh, I'd, lo- I'd love it if someone could explain to me how we beat Langham Forest. I know. We played exceptional against Preston. And yet we play rubbish in the league. <laughs> well done, boys. I know, yeah. You keep up that form. Is it now, is it four or five losses now? I, I, you know what? Too many. I don't even want... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm tempted to not even talk about Bradford City, if I'm honest. Yeah. Right. Lincoln United. United. What, what can we possibly do? I don't know. I mean, uh, I think we're missing key players, Dom, uh, initially. This is my initial assessment of these losses and these... We keep losing 2-0. <laughs> Have you noticed? Uh, these 2-0 losses. And you know we've only scored two goals in the league. That's all we've scored all season. There's only one team worse than us, and that's Hereford. And they're above us in the table, and they've scored one goal. <laughs> They've only scored once. Yeah. Joe, Joe Colmack's joined them, you know. I see, really? Mm-hmm. All right. So, so the other surprise, that um, Barry Conlon plays for Stockport. I know. So we all know what's going to happen there, don't we? Oh, Bazza Conlon's going to score a bloody hat against us. We're definitely, he's definitely going to score. It's like, I don't know, it's like finding money in a bush. He's definitely going to score. He's just put a bet on that for definite. It's like, what do you mean it's like finding money in a bush? That's how easy the bet is. It's just like discovering some money. He might as well just give you the money now because it's going to happen. I, mean, I think it's like a betting saying. That's a, that's a reference I don't get. And I worked in gambling for a while. Get you out in gambling. Let, let's take let's take Sorry. a look at Southend then, shall we? A 2-0 loss. Again. Now, you know what? I don't know who scored because I want there. I don't who care cares? who scored. Who but cares? What, what I want to bring up is the fact that your stepson, stepson, sorry, I can't speak, stepson Felix yeah. went to the game. And this, am I right in thinking he's never seen Bradford City win he's a game? He's been eight times, never seen us win. You know what? Seven of those times were last season. (laughs) 
He definitely will never support Bradford City, ever. He won't. And, like, I, I'm going to put this out to the listeners, actually. But, I mean, it's not a good advert for football, is it? No. It's not just like, oh, you should support your own team. No, you're not right. Not a good advert. No, no, oh, no. I mean, it, you, they're also about following local sides, but poor little Felix, he's trying his best to follow his local side. Yeah, it's still coming, but... But it's not happening. And he goes, why, he always goes, why are Bradford so rubbish? <laughs> I can't explain it. Yeah. Because I've seen Bradford play some absolute quality football. Yeah, I'm exactly. talking a decade ago. But it's nah. like one of those awkward questions, like, how do we get here? Well, you know, about when mm. you start explaining the birds and the bees, why are Bradford But let me so explain bad? to you how much of a nightmare this game was. I said to him, I was saying to him, oh, we'll definitely win tonight. Come on, you've got to come. And it were a night game as well. Yeah. So he were knackered by half time. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I took him because Tom, having drinks with friends. Um, so we went and like, he were, he were excited because I said, we're definitely going to win. You know, we're, we've, we've got a streak to end now. So let's do it. We lost 2-0. Two two Thank you. Yeah, thanks for that. And was it, was it as worse or better than the Portville game? If you could even... I can't. Work I mean, I don't out. think we started that bad against Port Vale. I mean, we'll go into that more later. But I really don't think that we played that bad against Port Vale to start with. Yeah. Looked a bit better. But South End, we were just dire all the way yeah, through. Yeah, but I thought it couldn't get worse than the game before. Yeah. And it did. <laughs> oh, my God. It just keeps getting worse and worse. So no dodgy I don't understand passes. what's happening. If someone had said to me, before Peter Taylor had been hired as our manager, mm. who do you think can pick it up? Yeah. And then Peter Taylor's name were on the table. And I said Peter Taylor. You would, wouldn't you? I mean, we, we're in this league for a reason and we need a manager like to get us out. I'm going to, you know, I still think we've got time to do this for definite, without a doubt. And I think a lot of people feel that. But you're always going to have negatives. With, with games like South End and especially Port Vale, you're always going to have negatives. I was thinking, this is going to be our season where we yeah, go down. I think that every time. Eventually. Do you know what else I think when what? I was looking at Peter Taylor? That his face looks like it's sliding off. <laughs> like it's sliding off his head. His face looks like it's sliding off. In ten years' time. Look at him, Nick. It's because he's so sad. <laughs> we, don't help the, we don't help the issue, do we? <laughs> Next game, his face is going to be in his chest. I think we do help. I think it's nice to have a light-hearted moan. Yeah, I suppose. We're not like all those on message board. Oh. <laughs> have you got all good to say? No, you oh, aren't. Hold me back. Robert Robertson, if that is your real name. Tom Thompson, James Jameson. I like how uh, Robert Robertson says they were talking about me this week and then later on he says, I wasn't listening to it, but I was reliably formed. No, you didn't. No. You definitely downloaded it. Thanks for being a statistic. Is the referee telling him where to stand? Like, Robert, you've just got a corner and the referee has just like been telling Jake like, where to stand. Oh. Luke Oliver coming close there. Just past the right-hand post. But yeah, like I was saying, the referee was like directing the players. He was, yeah. It was weird. They're also, they're also referee. If you, if you look how he's running. It looks like he's running like he's holding two maracas. <laughs> let's watch. <laughs> let's, give, let's, let's give it a minute. Next time he does it, we'll sing Coca Cabana. Yeah. Coca. Down at the Coca. Coca. The Coca Cabana. It does look like he's running. It <laughs> he's like trying to he's sing like, a tune. He's like mincing around the pitch. He is. He's, but he's, he's mince me. Oh, that's the wrong saying. That means he's dead. He's mince me. Welcome back to Bantam's Banter number four. Numero four. Yeah, those live clips you're hearing are from the Port Vale game. <sighs> and guess what? That's what we're going to discuss now. We lost 2 0. <laughs> I'd love to be again. Co- I'd love to be able to come in and say, What a game, Dom. Come on, up the boys, boys. What a game, Dom. It actually really upsets me. It really upsets me. Mm. Because. Let's look at it this way, shall we? I started working at the club towards the end of the centenary season. Yes. Um, I was just a general dog's body. Guess what happened? We got relegated. And how did you feel? And you feel worse. And then I start working in the press and stuff like that. 
guess what happens when Dave Weatherall takes over as manager? We get relegated. All I've seen in my career, like, since I was an adult, like, my adult life, when you're a kid, you know, City winning, yeah. it didn't really matter to me. I just wanted to be there, love the atmosphere. You walk up those stairs in cop, you see the green, green yeah, yeah. of the cop. <laughs> Boom! Love that. How good is that feeling? That like, like me. Um, I, I remember going to Wembley as a child in 1996, I think it was, whenever it was. Um, and I remember like it was beating Notts County, but I don't really remember it. You know, I was just a kid. Mm. And, and I want that to happen again now, but at least I've seen it. We're divulging. But anyway, yeah, when you're a kid, when you first come up those stairs and you see how green the grass is oh, at the top, yeah. especially in a night game, oh, it makes me want to cry. Just it think does. about it now. But yeah, Pop anyway. Out. I want to be able to say, What's like Tom said, you know, glory, glory, happy days, but we can't. No, we can't. The I just can't explain it. We should be winning. We're Bradford City for crying <laughs> out loud. Win the Premier League at one point. The first goal for Port Vale, fair enough. It wasn't a bad goal. Do you know what I mean? No one really at fault. Second goal, I'm, I'm still struggling to think, were it Johnny Mack? Were it Tommy Doherty? No, it was Tommy Doherty. You're just trying to stick up for your bloody boyfriend. <laughs> As, we, as you know, if you're a regular listener to these podcasts, Tom loves Tommy Docket. He's a good player. He's infatuated with the I'm not infatuated. I'm infatuated with um, Dean Furman, not Tommy Doherty. I'm getting there, though. I'm in that early stage. <laughs> Tom thinks that there's an Asian chap works in the newsagents opposite where we record oh, these. He thinks he looks like Dean Furman. Oh, what's he called? Got, he looks you, more like Luke O'Brien. You've got to go in that newsagent. It's by... Um, explain to him where it's done. BCB Studios, over the road, past that little monument where all pigeons are. No one's supposed to know we record this at a BCB. It's top secret mission. Right, start again. <laughs> Alright, so there's a news agent. <laughs> over there, just yeah, go in, you'll there. see him. But yeah, we're divulging again. Can we just talk about Digressing. Divulge, digress. Uh, but yeah, it's bad. It's it bad. Really bad. And it was a terrible, terrible, terrible game. And we've had loads of messages on Twitter t- and email saying, Yeah, you know, we have. What's going on? Can you ask Peter Taylor this? Can you ask him that? Next week, we are going to interview Peter Taylor. Yes. We couldn't do it this week because we're going on a business trip to London. <laughs> Enough said. So we're going to try and get to the bottom of it. Um, I mean, I don't. I mean, I think Taylor's just coming out and saying, "Look, um, I can still turn this around as long as we have a good run. We can still get out of this sort of mile, which is, is, is staying positive." But you know, we've kind of heard that before, where someone's staying positive, but nothing really happened. We have well coming up still on Bantam's Banter. We've been speaking to our we- legend this week. Terry Dolan. Terry Dolan is the man we've chosen to speak to, and we interviewed him live just moments ago. Uh, we've also got some exciting news about two new competitions that we're going to have. Yes. Uh, and we're going to be having a look at the uh, Stockport game as well as looking at your tweets and emails. Woo! Paul Jules up here in the press box with us, just in front of us. But he's not working with any radio station or anything. He appears to just be sat here with a pen, a piece of paper, and his Blackberry. And, and a video camera. And, uh, me, me so is either is either eyeing up new locations for his next sex tape, or is waiting to step into Peter Taylor's shoes? This is what me and Dom have just been speculating about for the past five minutes. Why is he here? He's not with a TV company, like Dom says. He's dressed quite smartly. I think he's got. A f- I think he's quite fond of Brad. Yes. He could be here with Five Live. Nah. Still nil nil. <laughs> If you want to contact us here on Bantam's Banter, there are many ways to do so. You can email bantamsbanter at live.co.uk. You can visit our website www.tomanddomshow.co.uk. Or you can get in touch with us via the official message board on the Bradford City FC website. Welcome back to Bantam's Banter, number four. We'll keep saying number four just in case you don't know what you're listening to. So, 
like we said there, uh, we have, we've had some Twitter and some emails. Uh, well, we've just had tweets, actually. So you can tweet us. We love a bit of tweetage, and we do pick out the best from the week to, listen, to read on the show. Most of that give us praise. So uh, this is from uh, the Dr. Rob. Any podcast that includes uh, the chat about legend Bobby Campbell with legend Stuart McCall is a winner, in my view. Thanks to Dr. Rob. You're a legend. Yes, thank you. Um, Greg Shepard. That's oh, yeah, name. the Texas guy. Yeah, he lives in Texas, he's put higher. So you mentioned City. I'm an exiled supporter based in Texas. Now, that's a weird link, isn't it? It is a weird link because the fans, the most, the majority of the downloads for the Tom and Dom show, which is the other show, mm. you, come from Texas. But what's weird about this Greg Shepard is I checked, you know, his previous tweets. All of them spam, so <laughs> I don't know what this guy might be. Uh, we've had a, another one from um, App North. Now, this is a little bit sad. It is sad. It says, hi, love all your stuff, especially the podcast, but I can't follow your tweets if they contain the words poo. <laughs> and but a worse shag. version of poo. But swear words, yeah. He's got a five-year-old on his account. <laughs> <laughs> is that legal? <laughs> oh, no, that's not five, is it? It says I've got a five-year-old on my ack. <laughs> but, what's, uh, your, what's your ack? Accumulator? But yeah, alright, sorry, we, we, I apologise for swearing, but we're just after the Port Vale game, frustration was high. I know, we were pissed off. <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? Yeah. Have you noticed on The Simpsons they say that word quite a lot? Surely they don't. <laughs> they do. In The Simpsons? <laughs> oh, Homer, piss off. Um, we're going to be looking at the best childhood memories you may remember last time we, uh, oh, we yeah. had the competition, we- and there is a winner. Someone has won the signed football from last season, uh, but first... It's time for the feature Legend and Not So Legend. And our chosen legend this week was Terry Dolan. <laughs> now, Terry, for those of you long, young, young listeners who don't know, he um, was Bradford City man- player and manager. He played for Bradford City in 1976 to 81, 195 caps, 43 goals in total. And he also managed the team from 1987 till 1989. Well, we were lucky enough to speak to the man himself. Here's us speaking to Terry Dolan. So we're now joined on the phone by a former Bradford City player and manager and now legend, Terry Dolan. Hello, Terry. Hello, Dominic. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good. So we'll, we'll, we'll start with the obvious question. Obviously, a lot of our listeners are like 15 to 20 and they might not necessarily know exactly who you are. They'll have heard your name banded around Valley Parade, I'm sure, but they're not sure exactly who you are. If you'd just like to tell us a little bit about your career. Well, I was born in Bradford, lived there until I was 40 years old, um, supported Bradford City from sort of three or four year old, played for Bradford City, coached them and managed them. So Bradford like through and through. I know. I think it's fair to say that Bradford City, you could say, is my club. It is. Uh, brilliant. Uh, now, Terry, looking at back, back at your previous record, as you just mentioned, you seem to be the most Yorkshire footballer in the world. Um, only ever leaving Yorkshire once to cross the border to Lancashire, which isn't a million miles away, uh, to get involved with Rochdale a couple of times. Can you, is there any reason behind that, or is it just by chance? I think it's pro- probably because I like Yorkshire. <laughs> get in there. <laughs> Yorkshire. Even when I went to Rochdale, both as a player and as a manager, I still lived in Bradford. So. Oh, brilliant. Oh, you see, back of the net. Um, well, I've heard a rumour, and this is through me doing a bit of research, that you've played on all, well, you played in 92 football league grounds. 
Yeah, so. at the time I was playing, during my playing career, I did manage to play on all 92 league grounds as they were then. There can't be many not, people not, who've done not that. Not specifically first team games, obviously some of them were when I played in the reserves at mm. certain grounds, but yeah, I managed to do that. The only one I didn't play on, unfortunately, was Wembley. Oh, oh that's a shame. Never mind. I think Lee Dixon, uh, there's a few other players who share that sort of accolade. Who play, I think he missed one ground out, Notts County, Notts County or something. But, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, part of the reason for that was because when I was at Huddersfield, when I when I first went to Huddersfield, they were in the first division or the Premier League as it as it is now. <coughs> but when I left, they were in the fourth. So I played in all four divisions with Huddersfield. So that's where I uh, managed on most of the grounds. Wow! So you've got plenty of experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what... it wasn't all my fault, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so what what would you say was your greatest moment as a player? One of the ones that I remember pretty clearly still, or pretty vividly still, is we played West Ham in the fifth round of the FA Cup when I was at Huddersfield, and I managed to score. We beat them 4-1, and the West Ham team included the likes of Hurst and Peters, Redknapp, um, Clyde Best. Um, very, very good team they were, but we caught them on a day where it was a bit of a mud heap at Leeds Road, and uh, we turned them over quite easily. Class. Brilliant. And uh, on, on the other side of that, as a manager, who was one of the best sort of players you managed? Um, I mean, I know you had a long career at Hull in particular, but um, overall, who was like you know who was up there? Well, I think you you, ha- you would have to include a Brad, from a Bradford point of view, you'd have to include Stuart McCall and John Hendry. Uh, and then from a whole point of view, Dean Windus. Oh, brilliant, yeah. But not from a Bradford point of view, no. Dean Windus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I brought Dean Windus back into professional football when he was playing non-league at North Ferriby when I was manager at Hull, and, uh, you know, he went on to have a very, very good career. Oh, well, thank you for that. <laughs> and a good uh, career afterwards as well, as uh, as you know, on Sky Sports. But... Yeah. <laughs> so, as, as a player or a manager, who were your hardest opponents that you came up against? Well, when I first got into, or first moved to Huddersfield to play in the first division, the most difficult, because I, I played either at the back as a centre-back or in midfield throughout my career, but as a as a defender, the hardest uh, opponent I had, particularly early on in my career, was Derek Dugan, who was a centre-forward from Wolves, oh, Irish brilliant. international, who was very experienced and... Uh, he was all elbows and knees, etc. So I found that difficult. And as a midfield player, I would say one of the most difficult opponents I played against. Well, apart from George Best, who I played against uh, when he was at Man U, uh, the other one was Johnny Giles at Leeds. And there's always a big rivalry between Huddersfield and Leeds, anyway. So. Oh yeah. Tell you what, you've, you've had quite the illustrious I career. Bestie. I'm a bit jealous. I, I didn't even realise that. That's a, a brilliant sort of uh, thing to remember as well. Yeah, the, 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 I played against him at Old Trafford. The beat us 2-1, but he didn't score, so I think I did my job. Yeah, well, well, well played. <laughs> um, so what are you doing now, Terry? Now you're, now you're not in management or playing, obviously. What are you doing now? Well, I work for the League Managers Association, which is the uh, association which looks after all the managers. I concentrate on the Football League Managers and spend my time going around the country talking to them and trying to give them as much advice and letting them know about the benefits of being a member of the LMA. And I also work um, for the Premier League as a match delegate assessing referees. So, so you're getting out of Yorkshire now eventually? It's, uh... um, well, funnily enough, last season, because Hull were in the Premier League, I stayed in Hull all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you can't drag him out of you. 
production. Uh, but no, I, I do I do go a bit further afield now. Um, the the games I've done so far this season were uh, Blackburn versus Everton, Wigan versus Chelsea, and Man U versus West Ham. Cool. So there's quite a bit so of responsibility. I, I, go in, I go into Lancashire quite a bit. Well, I know the road there, you see. I've been going to Rochdale. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're not, you're not selling bicycles then? No, no. Have you ever seen that on the internet? No, I haven't. When, no. when we were looking for you, there's a, a Terry Dolan bicycle shop. Yeah. All right. So we, we wondered if you'd branched out into bicycles. No, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, brilliant to speak to yeah. you, Terry. It's been absolutely fantastic and a true Bradford City legend. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Terry. And let's hope that uh, the results will pick up quickly. Oh, well, well, is, can you explain what might yeah. be going on down at Valparaiso at the moment? Because we certainly can. Well, I don't think they're playing as well as they can do, that's for sure. Uh, but they have got one or two uh, influential players that haven't been playing at the moment through injury, and I think that's affecting them a little bit. But, mm. uh, I mean, as a manager, I always felt you, you looked at the situation after 10 games and... They've got another five to go yet, so... Do you reckon, well, do you reckon he's going to get the chance? Do you reckon he's going to get another five? Or? Oh, yeah. You yeah. do? All right, well that's, well, that's brilliant. Thank you very much for speaking to us, Terry. No problem. And um, we'll speak to you soon. Oh, and by the way, my wife wasn't happy that at my wedding, me and you spent an hour and a half talking to each other about football. <laughs> well, you can apologise to <laughs> Don't be supposed to be getting married, not talking about football. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, thanks very much, Terry. I'll see you later. Thanks, Terry. Okay, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Right, whilst this injury is in progress, Dom, let's do a quick fire look alike round for their players. I'll go first. Okay, Victor from Big Brother. <laughs> yeah, that's rubbish. That, that's a total cop out. Is that just because he's black? You can't just pick, yeah, you can't just pick an African Caribbean. Go on then, quickly, do one. Number 10, uh, Chesney in 10 years' time from Coronation Street. <laughs> Your go. David Tyers is t- massive, isn't he? Yes, he's tall, you think, actually, yeah. Tommy Doherty, caveman. <laughs> Can't do a general look like. Right, the referee. Ooh, suit you, sir. What's he called? Um, Frank Butcher. Not Butcher. Frank Butcher. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not Frank Butcher. Who are you talking about? I don't know. I'm tired. This is Dyer. Karen Dyer. Nice. It was as well. It was. It was very bad. That's how. That's how down we were that game. Uh, so that was a legend, Terry Dolan. What a lovely chap. I know. Apologies for the bleeps in there, but Terry just couldn't curb his language. I know. He kept swearing. That's just a joke. He, it is a joke. The, the telephone was messed up or something. In he just kept randomly going. Beep. Yeah, but nice guy. Yeah, very nice yeah. guy. And what a legend as well, Terry Dolan. For those youngins of you that don't know, assessing matches now. And he's, I, he's often at Valley Parade. He is, not he? We were there against Port Vale. Uh, we, I promise we will get a list compiled of the legends that we've done and the not-so-legends. And speaking of not-so-legends, this week's not-so-legend is, drumroll, Wanjo Haricondo. Wanjo Haricondo. Wanjo Haricondo. That's right, before Willie Top, there was a, yes. a, a, another Hispanic... <laughs> type bloke called Wanjo. Juan Jose Caricondo. It was very short. I remember him being, and he looked. He was quite a good-looking player. <laughs> Everyone loved him because he came he from Barcelona, and he did. And this is his stats. He made one actual appearance for Barcelona after being a product of their youth setup. Now, any sort of intro to that on Wikipedia page, you're going to be like, "Here we go, Messi. Here we go, Ronaldinho." <laughs> 
But no. After that, he went on to play in Scotland for Hearts. Uh, he made 74 appearances for Hearts, and then he joined Bradford City. How many times do you think he scored for Bradford City, Dom? One. <laughs> yeah? I saw him score it. I remember it. We were against Preston, I think. What? Mm. I don't remember that goal. And we were, lo- I think we were losing 2 1 or we were 1 all or something. And then he scored and crowd went wild. And then Preston went and scored another. Right, like, right in last minute. Here we go. He's going to be class. Um, he's got he's got various sketches. Sort of, he played for Inverness in, in Scotland as well. Also, he went along to Hamilton Academicals. Played quite a few games there. But this is the most amazing thing about Wanjo now. He's still playing and he plays for Gibraltar United. And this happened after, remember um, Klaus Beck Jorgensen? He managed to get him a trial at Bournemouth and he trialled in one game. He was absolutely awful. Flopped. So then Gibraltar United came in for him and said, do you want to play for us at Gibraltar United? <laughs> Can you imagine what Gibraltar United are like? There's a lot of expats, like big hard guys, like skinheads. But it's, but it's class. Yeah, he's loving it. But listen, he starts for Gibraltar United, played 14, scored 11. What? I know. City could do with Wanjo back. I bet he'd come as well. Get him back. He's, he's rocking it. Gary Conn. Isn't there a story about one Joe you had to tell? Oh, there is. About sorry. You and Andy. Oh, yeah. I've, I can't believe I totally forgot that. So every time, because he always used to be on the bench, did one Joe. That's what I remember about him, the bench warmer. And every time he used to walk down the sideline, we, me and my mate Andy used to sit near the front. And we used to do that thing. How can you explain that in radio terms, Dom, what I'm doing now? Like uh, a pinch of salt, but upside down. Yeah, and, like Spanish people do. Yeah, when, when, oh, when hey. they're talking. Hey, you're doing, yeah, yeah. And every time he used to walk past me, and Andy used to get and go, Rango, Alejandro. Then he start doing it back to you. And then, yeah, he used to just laugh at us. And eventually, one of the last games he played, the last game of the season, we did it to him. He turned around and went, he mimed back to us, Juan Jose Alejandro. And me and my mate just went mad, going, yeah! Yeah, so Wanjo. Not so legend. Park Vale have scored. Shocking defender on the corner. Cross comes in. It's uh, a skinhead who scored. But I can't remember bothering looking at what I was just about to say how good the team selection was. And then that happened. Who scored? Absolutely dead. Here we go. The Boo Boys are warming up the tonsils. It's time to boo. Oh. Where's the, where's no the booing. defending there? No there booing. Was, in fact, no, it was Matt Richards. Yeah. I don't Heartbreak here at Valley Parade when things were just looking that little bit better. We were actually playing football in the league. We are sitting. Yeah, thanks to the negatives for the new jingle. I know. We stole them from your songs. Although we did have permission from Mike Harrison. Yes, so it's, it's allowed. Uh, now, last week we had a competition. It was what best? What was your best childhood memory? Uh, and I, the, yeah, the best one we picked. Uh, we've got a winner. winner. You win yeah. a signed football, and we've got a winner. We have. Um, but first, let's just, we'll, we'll look at a couple of them. Uh, Aidan Flood, Tom. Mm. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he puts, this was just through Twitter. It was eight years old when Gunnar Haller crossed in a certain free kick and Weathers hemmed it, hemmed, hammered it in with his head. Those few seconds have, have been implanted in my memory ever since. Even the defender hoofing the ball over the roof afterwards. Do you remember that? It was so yeah. annoyed. I can't remember it was. It might have been Carrigan. It, no, it were, um, I think it was Herpia. Herpia, yeah. Absolutely launched it. Brilliant memory. So thanks for that, Aidan. Uh, also, Marco4j through Twitter as well. Uh, my best Bradford memory is child was a 3-3 draw at home on a Friday night uh, no more information but it says Chris Waddle scored from a corner and we looked beaten at half time but pulled it back had some proper good matches back then and he also once found £40 at Valley Parade so we're not going to give you the ball for that reason it went in, I hope it went in somebody's wallet <laughs> no, Yeah, it was sticking out of the pocket but the winner 
Hi Tom and Dom. My best childhood memory of being a City fan is our second and last season in the Premier League when we played West Ham at home and there were two Hammers fans sat in front of me and shared their coffee with me at half time. If I remember correctly, they were winning 1-0 at the time. Who says Southerners can't be friendly from Richard Austin? So there you go, Richard. And the reason that we picked that as the best was this. Because they shared the coffee. Yes, there you go. Because everyone thinks Southerners are... Time, we're all, we're a bit dodgy. For, yeah, we're all up for fans being nice and lovely to each other. Yeah. Why has everyone got to slag us off and slag each other off? Exactly. And be nasty. Should all be about camaraderie and sharing bovering coffee. Although I will tell you this: when I went down to West Ham with City, here we go. The, the fans tried to tip the coach over. <laughs> this was centenary season, and I was I was just I didn't get. work there then. I was just a, a fan on the coach. Fans tried to tip us over. Did they get like far with it? Did they manage to get even? No, it was just rocking. God, you what? You'd have to be Jeff Capes to turn a coach. <laughs> Jeff! <laughs> Do you remember Jeff Capes? Yeah, that's why I'm laughing. And that's the first time I remember him since even ever hear, hearing about him. But, like, I imagine, like, about 100 fans pushing this coach. That's what I'm saying. Like, going... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone Go drank on. his own piss on that coach. Oh, nice. So, Richard Austin, we need more details. If you're listening to this, we need a phone. In fact, we'll just email you, Richard. Yeah, Richard, you've won a well sign for City Football from the 2009-2010 season. Congratulations. Oh, it's like England versus Germany all over again. City have just hit the crossbar. Well, actually, it won't City. Nearly an own goal. The Port Vale player knocked it towards his own goal, and it hit the Port Vale crossbar. It looked like it might have gone over the line, but Jake according Spitz. to the ref, it didn't. But Jake Spitz playing really well. Lovely bit of skill down Lively. the line as well. Lovely bit of skill. Oh! oh. Sires, in fact. So initially, Jake Spitz on the, on the byline. Lovely little Megs, one it done. Megs. And they squared it back. Their play hit the bar. And just come back out of Sires eventually. Skewed it wide. I like crosses like that that cause a bit of confusion in the box. Did you hear me halfway through that go? <laughs> 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 that was like me like, being really bored. Like someone had just yanked on your knackers. <laughs> yeah, it was like an injection of excitement just for that minute. <laughs> St- uh, still 1-0 to Port Vale, unfortunately. Massive chance there, ball floated in from Threlfall. Luke Oliver went ahead back across the area, and for some reason, Jake Spade just handballed it. Try to punch it in. <laughs> Unlucky though, I don't think he meant to do it. Full but of irony. At least there's one attack, at least there's something happening. Maybe if we if we score, we'll win. In the closing seconds of the half. If we score another, we'll, we'll end up winning. I guarantee it. Dom, if that happens, I will buy you a Snickers Duo chocolate bar and I will... Can you get me one of them out anyway? <laughs> and I will shave my beard fully, clean shaven for the first time in five years. I, I've never clean shaven. Deal, shake the hand. What will you do if City lose 3 0? I'll, I'll, I'll come to. Why are you grabbing my hand really hard? Why are you doing that to me? If, if City lose 3 0, I'll come to Valley Parade next time wearing my little Hawaiian shorts. Thank you for your emails there for that competition. This is Bantam's Banter. We have got a new question this week, uh, and it's kind of the opposite of that. Uh, we want to know your worst memory uh, of being in Bradford City. I've got one, I'm sure Dom has. Um, so you can email uh, bantamsbanter at live.co.uk. You know all the What can address. we give away this week? Um, well, I've, I've got like a garage full of city programmes. Yeah, we could give oh, a... I know, I've got a, a programme from Wayne Jacobs' testimonial signed by the full Bolton team, and it's got like even camp on there and all sorts. Hang on, are you willing... J- JJ Kotcher. <laughs> like we said last week, we're giving away our possessions. Are you willing to give away that? 
It might if not, I can give away a It's just in my garage, innit? Someone might frame it and I'll be all nice and tidy and all that. All right, cool, right. That's your, that's your competition prize. Uh, we do have a couple of new competitions that we will be mentioning later on in the show, but first, enamel badges. Boring, you might say, but some football fans, they are a collectible item that gets them going. And uh, weird, odd, well, community reporter, me, Dom Newton Collins, <laughs> spoke to Bradford City badge collector and retailer Jeremy White about why he collects badges and what they're worth, not only to him, but to the club and its fans. Started uh, collecting Bradford City badges just over five years ago. I'd always wanted to collect something that interests me, that didn't take up a lot of space and was affordable. And Bradford City badges sort of ticked all those boxes. When I first started, I just naturally or naively assumed that there are probably about 50 or 60 badges out there, but so far my collection is actually now 10 times that, approaching 600 Bradford City badges. Um, obviously some are worth more than others, and in general, the older the badge, the more collectible and valuable it is. And recently, a fairly modern badge that commemorates the 1911 Cup win, sold on eBay for £175. So wow, that is surprising. Just, uh, what the win. chuff? <laughs> yeah. I approached David Baldwin about two years ago about an idea of actually producing a fixture badge for each league home game at Valley Parade. And he was very supportive of the idea, particularly as he was going to donate all the profits back into the club. And these fixture badges that I produce, produced uh, for the last two seasons and again this season, they're quite colourful. Uh, they're produced in enamel and they contain lots of information. So they have the day and the date of the fixture, the attendance, the manner of the match and the final score. And as you can imagine, the Claret number in the main, they've got the crests of both City and the away team as well. And they're limited editions, so only produce 100 for each particular game. And they cost about £3 each, and ask subscribers to pay for the whole set of the 23 badges up front. So the total cost for the season is about £70. I've still a few spare sets left this season, so if anybody's interested, they can contact me either by the website which I run, which is bradfordcitybadges.co.uk, or email me at bradfordcitybadges at hotmail.co.uk. Um, and again, another interesting little stat is that last season, just one of these badges sold on eBay for over £30. So they, uh, they do increase in value. And in the first two seasons, we actually made a profit of over £5,000. So we donated that sum to the club, and the money was put towards the £7,500 transfer fee for James Hansen. So, oh, so we owe you for about 20-odd goals, do we, then? Yeah, yeah we do it. Like that. It's certainly made it a worthwhile project, and I think it means a lot to, our, to my subscribers, and they were happy to donate that amount of money to yeah. the club in a worthwhile course. The other thing that I'm particularly proud of is that over the last year, produced a range of fire badges to commemorate the unfortunate fire 25 years ago. Again, between us, we managed to raise just over £4,900 for the Burns unit, and we'll shortly be donating the rounded-up figure of 5000 to the Burns unit. So that's another positive. Yeah, really. full credit to you for that. That is absolutely yeah. fantastic. Well done. Without a doubt. And then the, the project that I'm probably most excited about is a new one that I'm just starting, which is basically to catalogue Bradford City in season badges ever since they started. So what I'm actually going to do is to produce uh, a range of decade sets. And so these ten badges in, in a set 
And I'm going to start with the 1990 to 2000 decade, which was probably one of the most successful in the club's history, which obviously culminated in the rise to the Premiership. But again, these super-sized badges are actually going to be 42 mil, which is quite large for a badge. Mm. But again, they're going to have an awful lot of information on them. They'll include the season, the manager, or the managers of that particular season, five key players. So this sort of full set of, will work out, you know, coming up to 100 not badges to cover every season to be played, but there'll be five key players. So that will cover 500 players in the full set of badges. There'll be the top scorer for the season. There'll be a key fact, the full league record, the played, win, lost, drawn, points, etc. And then also the, the shirt for that particular season with the sponsors and also the club crest. And again, they're going to be limited edition. Um, there's going to be 75 produced in an antique gold and 25 in an antique silver. And they're going to come out at £60 for the box set. And again, wow. a, a pound for every... Uh, Bad sell will be going into the club. So, again, that's something that um, some of your listeners may be interested in. Uh, so, Tom, pull those pins out of your eyes, mate. It wasn't that bad. You know what? I couldn't talk about badges. I couldn't find enough information to talk about badges for 15 seconds. That guy went on for five to seven minutes. But thank you for the interview. Yeah, um, so if badges are your thing, or if that interview has got you interested in badges, <laughs> the, the website oh. is oh. www.bradfordcitybadges.co.uk. Jeremy, nice guy. Knew quite a lot about um, badges. Badges. <laughs> badges or badges. <laughs> well, second half's just kicked off. Half time, we were having a nice conversation with John Hendry's Kitty Winks. <laughs> the Hendry's. Oh my God. You make him sound just, John McLaughlin was out playing like right back then. You want it? You make, um, you make them sound like little kids, they're actually very old. And yeah, one of them plays for City, and the other one plays for Man U. They did, obviously following his father's footsteps. The thing is, they were quality play, you kind of don't have a choice. It's like, right, we're going to play football in the back garden. Jordan, I pass to you, I'll cross it in for Luke, you head and you score. You do this every week, you're going to play it for the club when you're older. That's a good impression, that's what you're thinking. You were trying to pick fault in that. But they're, um, they're coming They're coming on the show. I look forward to that. They're booked. We've got the Hendry Brothers coming on for a laugh. It sounds like some sort of cheesy boy band, the Hendry Brothers. The Hendry Brothers. <laughs> like a British version of the Jonas Brothers, or a Scottish yeah. Scottish version. Today we're going to be singing Ain't No Man High Enough. John Hendry were on that single, weren't they? That Bradford City one that it we use on the show. Dom. Ooh. Chance for City. Well. That's what we like to hear, a rapturous round of applause. Rupturous. Or actuous, is it? I don't know. You're not very good with words. You're not I mean, getting at, words right. You're, you're, tell you what, right, you're really good at criticising me all the time. The time. Banner's banner. Enjoy. Clara, uh, number fever. Satan! I'd love to be a punk. Yeah. Would you? No, I don't know I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we have a, one sing song? Let's see if we can lift the mood, yeah? Yeah, go Your favourite champ. Say it till I die. I'm sitting till I die. I'm sweetie till I die. I know I am, I'm sure I am, I'm sweetie till I die. Sweetie till I die. I'm sweetie till I die. Oh, do you know what everyone? Oh, then. What am I? Do you know what everyone? I love about Chan. Everyone knows when to clap fast towards the end. Sweetie till I die. Yeah. It's like something in built in City fans. Oh, 
of any team. So, the competition, your worst memory at Valley Parade. You need to email us, Tom and Dom, at, uh, Bantam's Banter at live.co.uk or tweet us at, Tom, uh, at Bantam's Banter. <laughs> I can keep forgetting we're doing Bantam's Banter, isn't it? It's so lively and fun. Yeah, we want to know the worst ever memory. What was yours, Dom? Uh, first game of the centenary season, we're playing Norwich. Right. Yeah, massive crowd there, really good atmosphere and stuff. Anyway, I thought, oh, you know what, I'll beat the crowds. I'll go down 15 minutes early, get a couple of cokes. So I went and got a couple of cokes. We're running up the stairs with these plastic cups. Yeah. I tripped. And instead of, like, I don't know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like, put your hands down, I guess. But I had two cokes. I squeezed the cokes. The cups broke. Coke everywhere. 15,000 fans laughing at me. 10 quid down drain. Soccer AM third eye, I'm on. <laughs> and, yeah, 10 quid down drain. That's, that must be a reaction when you fell to, like, just pressurise your hands. <laughs> yeah. Squeeze, like, something what like a cartoon. Uh I, our first ever game in League 2, I watched Bradford City get relegated season after season, and we eventually played our first game in League Well, the first game that I saw, it was a night game against Peterborough, and the, it was the worst memory, because I remember going home and crying to my pillow, because that was the worst standard of football I'd ever seen. When's that? It was when we pl- first played our first ever game in the league we are in now, League oh. 2, when we played Peterborough, and, and I, can't, I actually honestly can't remember, that this is no other last my dad, I can't remember three passes that were on the floor that night, everything was up in the air, everything, and I remember saying to my dad, this is awful. I don't want to watch this every week. And what happened? We bought a season ticket and went to every single game. <laughs> for the last three years. For the last three years. But you know, another memory for me is different from a different kind of perspective. But I worked at City when Dave Weatherall took over as manager. And we went down to Brighton and, you know, really good atmosphere at yeah. Brighton because we won. Billy Payton scored, I think. And, you know, a really nice atmosphere. Chesterfield relegated. And honestly, I felt so bad. Like, I was looking at him like one of my heroes, Dave Weatherall, like basically yeah. sobbing. Yeah, just you know, because and also he, like, as we will probably feature him as a he's a, he's a legend, he's a, yeah. and it were a lot on his shoulders at the time. Anyway, bad times it was. Bad, bad times. Bad times. I like Spit. I like him a lot. Yeah, I like I like a player who puts in a bit of effort, you know, a bit of passion. There's one word describing it, it's tenacious, very tenacious. It's like Danny Cardamato on speed. New competitions on Bantam's Banter. I wanted to mention uh, before we go on to talk about the Stockport game, we've got a new one coming for the next home game, which is against Tom. Who's the next home game against? Um, Stockport away. Then have we got? Then it's the We've got the home fixture amongst this paperwork. So. Honestly, we're, we're pros at this. You know, I mean, we do it every week. We know everything off our hearts. Proper fans and everything. Oh, mate, honestly, I've been taking a bit of a back burner on looking at City fixtures. I'm scared to look at them. I know, I am as well. In case we're playing someone who's rubbish. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to beat us. Or, on the other side, someone who's really good. Who's going to beat us? Yeah, I've actually... I've actually lost the... F- well, if you listen to this, you'll know. Because you'll know more than us. Here it is, here it is. Come on, Let's edit that bit out. So the next home game then is against Gillingham on the 18th of September. Oh, jeez. So that'll be when the next podcast is. They've come down, haven't they? Jeez. But also, you know, what we were saying about why we were... Golden Nugget. Yeah, the Golden (laughs) Nugget. Uh, The Bantam's Nugget is what it's called. And basically what it is, is we're going to sellotape a a nugget, like a chicken nugget, but a Bantam Nugget, to the back of your chair at the ground. And if you find it, then you win a prize. And we're not sure you what do. prize yet. I'm going to try and like see if City have got all. And now, and it's only obviously we're only going to use the stands that are in, in action at the moment. And we'll try and find out where season ticket holds are. In fact, if you're right, this is an idea. Twitter exclusive. This hot, competition. hot off the press. If you're on Twitter, press. send us your seat number. We'll choose one of you. 
pin the nugget to your chair, then you're a winner. You'll, win, you'll win something good, I promise. You've nailed that. You'll You've win. got to be on Twitter, but send us your seat number. We want seat numbers. Okay, so that's competition, new competition number one. The second competition, which involves getting some fans down here into the studio on yes. a Thursday morning, Bantermind. And it's not good. what you think. We're not going to be asking you to dress up like women. And, you know, prance around the stage saying who he likes the lad in or whatever, like in a pantomime. This is bantamind. Now, it's like mastermind, but for City, bantamind. Bantamind. And basically what it is, is we're going to get a couple of fans in, and you're both going to answer general knowledge questions about City. Winner wins a good prize. They do. I mean, it's going to be like a head-to-head, isn't it? Which would be quite interesting. Or we could do it over the phone. But if you want to get involved in bantamind... I'll tell you what we could do. We could do it like Countdown, where you have someone who's really good and then someone who, like, you know, is an amateur. So, like, we'll get Mike Harrison from the City Gent in to go up against someone else. That's it. That's happening. Mike, if you're listening, drop drop us an email. Anyway, that's the next two uh, competitions. Jeez, we're sorted for the rest of our Bantam's Banter career now. We are, we are indeed. Well, I've seen it all now, Dom. I've seen it all. It's Port Vale 2, City 0. And quite possibly one of the worst goalkeeper mistakes uh, I've ever seen. Well, that's it. The crowd have turned now. There was a that's pa- it. There was a pass back by Tommy Doherty. He looped it up in the air. Uh, it was a really bad pass back. Pass back. Bollocks. Bollocks. Um, it looked up, up in the air, it was an awful pass back. And McLaughlin, instead of hitting it first time, he's tried to control the ball and it's rolled out to their centre forward, number 11, uh, Justin Richards. Well, and it, it, you know what? He took, it, I don't, sorry for swearing, but he took the piss there, centre forward. I've actually given up on having stuff to say about this crap. Well, that's it, the fans Speechless. have turned. Let's turn mics off, let's go home. I'm not, I'm not surprised they've turned off. It was awful. Doherty, blah, blah, blah. To be fair to me, it's the first mistake he's made I've seen him make for us ever. And uh, all right, it was a bad back pass in the end. Did you did you like when I said bollocks? I really mouthed it so that people would be able to see that I was like bollocks. <laughs> but yeah, Paul Jewell sat in front of us. Let's go and beg. Fred, what for a job or to take over? We're gonna do Wigan waffle. Should we go to Huddersfield Town? Terry, your talk. I don't think the club are going to let us do another official podcast, so we might just not be the official podcast anymore. The unofficial podcast, Bathroom Banter's but, Banter. But, now, those fans don't be tricked into thinking that that's Bradford City fans you can hear. Yeah. That's Port Vale. The City fans have been stunned into silence. It's, and who can blame them? There's people going home as well. 15 minutes left and people going home. I wonder at what point Mark Lawn or whoever... We'll be asking Peter Taylor what the freaking hell is going wrong. <laughs> yeah. The only question's got to be asked, and like we said before the game, it's only four or five games in, but still, if this continues, questions need answering. <sighs> Hi, this is Joe McCormick. You're listening to Bantam's Banter with Tom and Don. I think that... I think that size summed it up really for me, Dom. The old at the end of that clip. <sighs> I know. What a game. Anyway, coming up next, it's Stockport away. away. So they're 16th in the league. They've played five, won one, drawn two, lost two, total points five. 
That's not a brilliant record. Well, they're better, better off than us. I know, yeah, exactly. For a start, the, I, I personally think they're beatable. I mean, we've got the squad in front of us here looking through. Uh, they've got a couple, a couple of our old players that we had. We had Matt Glennon, who was in, in goal for him. Uh, I don't, it was, he, well, he's a goalkeeper for him. He doesn't seem to be playing. And also Conlon up front. Conlon? Conlon. Oh, he's definitely going to score against him. Isn't he? It? Uh, they have got a decent midfielder, though. He's banged in two. Um, you're going to talk about the blog in a minute, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, called Greg Tanzi. He's got six appearances in the squad, too. So keep an eye out for him. And also keep an eye out for Conlon and Donnelly up front, because Conlon will definitely score. It's going to happen. But they're going to entertain us. I mean, after all, they've got Robbie Williams in midfield. <laughs> oh, yes! Oh, he's gone for an old school. A cheap joke, a cheap joke. But yeah, Barry Conlon has played five for him. He hasn't scored yet. No. But you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, anyway, um, we were looking, you know, to find out a bit of information about Stockport from the fans' point of view, from their fans' point of view, and we found this uh, blog by Andy, and uh, against Wickham, some of our, oh, I'll, shall I say it as a, this is what Andy said, I'm yeah. saying his words, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a, all of a sudden a Stockport fan, anyway, against Wickham, some of our fant- some of our play was fantastic, slick movement and pa- passing, both wingers looking to take on full-backs and provide ammunition for two strikers. Conlon and Donnelly looking like they're getting an understanding together. And Greg Tanzi pulling the strings in midfield. I'm not a fan of Tanzi, but these early games he's played well and I hope it will continue. Shut up! Fuck you, Stockport! Listen, it, I like these little quotes. The sound, the, he makes them sound really good. Slick movement and passing. Both wingers looking to take on full-backs and provide ammunition. Oh we're gonna, we, you know what? We're going to beat him. Come on, City! Good luck, Lewis Hunt, if they've got good wingers. And Conlon's going to score. So, uh, our tip of the, the week, this podcast... If you... Yeah, our tip of the week, this podcast. Uh, Peter Taylor, I was about dropping Lewis Hunt, you numbskull. <laughs> no, Dom, we don't, that wasn't the tip. It was, if you, if you, in fact, if you listen to this before Stockport, put a bet on Conlon to score. If you listen to it after, what a goal that Conlon scored. Cracker, wasn't it? It was an absolute belter. Well, thank you very much for listening to Bantam's Banter. Here on Yeah, thank the, you. The uh, remember the competitions, the golden nugget. We need your seat numbers. Uh, if you want to play a bantam mind, will you come into the studio and answer some questions? And also, what is your worst memory of Bradford City? Yeah, the contact details are coming up after we've said goodbye. Well, it's goodbye from me, Dom Newton Collins. And goodbye from me, T. Fletch. Good luck to Bradford City and uh, good luck to you fans because we know you've been put right through Ringer at Minute. Is it the Ringer? I think so, yeah. I think it is. Thanks very much for listening. Bye. If you want to contact us here on Bantam's Banter, there are many ways to do so. You can email bantamsbanter at live.co.uk. You can visit our website www.tomanddomshow.co.uk. Or you can get in touch with us via the official message board on the Bradford City FC website.